Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey Ramblers, Andy here with another polished gem from the Football Ramble Presents Treasure Trove. And today's best of episode is from only a few months back where Jim Campbell and I went along to Arsenal versus Liverpool at the Emirates. We took in some of his favourite spots around an area that's become his home. Yes, he can walk to the stadium as I quizzed him about his relationship to the club and how this bright young team are engendering some real hope and enjoyment among the fans after a tough few years. We're even getting a few pints in his local. Well, he does anyway. Enjoy. So we're having a look at the pre-match fair in the Canterbury Tavern, Jim. Uh, yeah. Is it the most Arsenal thing ever to pay 20 quid for a steak? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a very Arsenal pub, actually, isn't it? In the, t- in the sense that um, it's very much a gastro pub and it's very much a gastro pub menu. Um, but, I mean, I am going to have the burger because it... I feel like I'd be because it's football. football if I if I didn't. And actually, it might be cheaper in here. It will be cheaper in here. Actually, it'd be cheaper in a gastro pub in Islington than it might be in the stadium for the, the most high end burger that they do. So, <laughs> in a way, we might be the first people in history saving money by going to uh, for dinner at a gastro pub. But yeah, magnificent. So, you were telling me before you've been 
nervous all day. I mean, that is the sign of a big night match, isn't it? Oh, massively, yeah. Like, like if I look at it objectively, it's only really a disaster if Arsenal gets smashed tonight. Because um, we've been smashed many times by the bigger teams. But this, the team are in such a good run of form and they feel kind of a bit... It feels like that's less likely than it has been in the past. So if they lose narrowly, it's what everyone's expecting. If they draw, that's that's great. If they win, it is absolutely seismic. Could be could be a sort of defining win of the season and the exact sort of springboard that they need for the rest of the season, which is obviously you know really really crucial time. The pressure ramps up with every game. But so objectively, like there is a sense that there's not that much to lose for Arsenal. They can maybe go into this with a little bit of freedom easy yet, to say now absolutely <laughs> and yet I'm like I've been just nervous all day my, my stomach is having conniptions I think is the term I would use <laughs> if I can make it very Arsenal and middle class um, so yeah I'm, I am nervous about it because we've seen what Liverpool can do to teams and obviously just watching your team lose in the stadium shit isn't it yeah. like, as much as like we all love going and like the, I love going, but my team hasn't won in 19. Oh, it must be so frustrating. And I've, I've been there when Arsenal lost, of course I have. And it is just like, oh, it's a dour, dour trudge home. And Liverpool can make that really painful for you. But it's not a long trudge home, is it, Jim? I mean, you live in the neighbourhood of your club. Is that, is that, without sounding sort of schmaltzy, is that something you kind of dreamed of as a kid? It's absolutely what I dreamed of as a kid. And I, from the last game, and this happens very often, actually, after the Leicester game, I was walking home on air just like just really feeling sort of like that 10 year old me would be absolutely delighted by this I never really even considered that coming to Arsenal at all let alone regularly would be possible when I was younger because I mean I live in where I'm from I'm from Essex but it is technically a London borough it's that close but it felt like a million million miles away so to regularly come to, to games it is genuinely a dream come true and to feel part of it over a season is 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 a special thing isn't it and it's it's so much different from from when you just watch on TV and you know not everyone can get to games and it is a real real privilege and you feel like you've helped in some way you know you feel like you've been part of it it's, you've been part of that 12th man feel, it makes you feel involved in it even in the tiniest way but you'll take it I mean you've sold it to me because I mean that maybe. 10-year-old you's dream, like 45-year-old me's dream, is the idea of watching your team win and then being home in your pyjamas before <laughs> 10 o'clock. I've got to be completely honest, that is part of the reason I live in North London. Um, I, when I, I, I moved here, I, I was living in Brighton for a little while, and the reason I was there essentially came to an end, so I moved back to London, and I sort of just had the choice, so I just went over my budget rent-wise just because an opportunity came up, came to live in North London I was like you know what I've wanted to do this since I was 10 because of Arsenal no, no more you know logic to it than that and obviously North London's a very nice place um, and I was like yeah fuck it I'm gonna do it and I'm still here and I live in Canterbury which is just a fantastic part of the world but don't tell anyone because um, <laughs> we want to keep it that way um, and um, yeah no it is it is a real sort of it's the life I wanted to live when I was a kid based on Arsenal so you talked about feeling part of it has living in the neighbourhood actually changed your relationship with the club I mean like everyone who listens to the ramble knows that you're an Arsenal fan you've always been an Arsenal fan we've gone through it with you yeah like listening to you 
watch Arsenal is, I guess, what people must feel like watching Neighbours, really, <laughs> is, is, is part of us feeling your feels. But do you think your relationship with the club has profoundly changed since you've moved just down the road? I definitely feel sort of, um, this season in particular, because of the way things are going, I, sort of, I do feel emotionally closer to it. And it's easy to say when your club is on the upswing, but I think that you can hear it in the stadium this year. Mikel Arteta's talked about it a lot. Um, you absolutely feel... Um, the, the, the fans are behind the team and the team and the fans have a relationship in the way that they maybe haven't done before they just you, we were joking about it even this season on the podcast where there'd be a moment at Arsenal someone would misplace a pass or someone would give away a silly free kick or something like that and the crowd would go oh and you'd like say you'd almost like take bets on it be like what time will that happen 16 minutes 17 minutes and it just doesn't happen now. It's just not been coming because. The, so the where, where did support? Where did that stop then, Jim? Because I mean, I remember taking my wife's godson, like probably about six or seven years ago, and it was just after the straw had broken the camel's back, I suppose. You know, when you had these endless AGMs at Arsenal, where they'd talk about, oh, the club's got loads of money in the bank. That's having no effect on the team, and you could feel the rage I mean I think some people outside Arsenal talked about it as entitlement but it was never like that was it because it was just the sense of the club going we're making money we're treading water sporting wise and we are charging you a fortune for the privilege because you know there's maybe this sense outside the area that you know all Arsenal fans are happy to pay whatever they pay to, to get in but for some people it's a struggle they do what loads of football fans up and down the country do in that they pay for their season ticket on a credit card each summer and they spend the rest of the season paying paying it off and they do it all over again people put a lot of their hard-earned in so there was a sense of just this boiling anger when I went to Arsenal a lot and so has Arteta made that disappear of the current players made that disappear if you look at the young players like Smith Rowe and Saka are they important in making that dissipate they're a huge huge part of it um, Bakaya Saka and Emil Smith Rowe in particular Mikel Arteta has to take a lot of credit for that but the interesting thing about that is that there are less so now but throughout the season there are, have been a lot of detractors and it's been less obvious in the stadium and this is obviously the, what's so difficult with gauging the mood at a football club in, in the modern era is because Twitter probably makes people seem like their opinions are more common than they actually are certainly with the stadium going Is that just the virulence of them? I think so yeah because it, you can be so angry on Twitter and also you don't know who's tweeting often it's you know it might be some 12 year old kid who just doesn't necessarily understand their own emotions yet so they're really really angry that like a, a reasonable game has been drawn or lost or something like that so I think Arteta has has got rid of so much of the um, of the mental fragility that has seen Arsenal shoot themselves in the foot so often over the years that I think we're seeing that now it's definitely a team that's in his image that's sort of no nonsense utter utter focus He's made unpopular decisions, Aubameyang recently, and the club have had to pay players to leave to get rid of certain cliques. 
those are tough decisions. They're really, really tough decisions that are going to make you unpopular, potentially in the dressing room with the players that are left behind that have had relationships with those. And apparently Arteta was like that as a player. So he does deserve credit there. The new signings as well have been very, very astutely brought in. Ben White, for example, which has slotted in with Gabriel like they've been playing together for, for years. Aaron Ramsdale as well. The pair of them are just, they're so likeable. There's so much energy that translates over to the supporters. And I have to say as well, I think the fans have been amazing this year. Arsenal fans get a lot of criticism for a lot of different things. Some of it ridiculous. Some of it may be fair um, because the atmosphere at the stadium has been very frustrating. But as you say, part of that is because we pay so much money to see, see them. The club often boasts about how much money they have and we don't see them do anything with it. Although, in the summer, KSE spent some money. You know, that was another thing they've been criticised for. I mean, we've criticised them for it for a long time, for, for not spending money. Now they have. We have to kind of give them that due as well. So, a lot of stuff has been done right. And a lot of stuff comes from the fact that the board level has seen as much change as the playing stuff. It was a, a real mess for a long time with Ralston Leahy, Sven Mislintat in, in, in place, and there's various, like just lots of different people essentially it was probably a case of too many cooks I think Arteta becoming the manager rather than the coach has made a difference as well him having a bit more control so I think essentially it comes from a lot of things I would argue kind of every area of the club at the moment so far they're all pulling in the right direction and they're all doing a good job which is remarkable really the manager title is quite an interesting one for Arteta. Do you think it provides a bit of comfort because of Wenger? They've been like searching for a post-Wenger identity. And the fact that, if you look at it, Sir Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger are the last real super managers, aren't they? And we know the influence that Wenger had that went way beyond the pitch. Modern Arsenal is at least partly in his image. Is that no one suggesting like, Arteta's is equal or comparable or anything like that? But you feel that's important. That's a comfort. Yeah, very much so because it is important to remember kind of the situation Arsenal were in before Wenger came in. You know, they you wouldn't have expected when he came in that they would go on to be you know a modern super club in a in a huge stadium and and, and you know. Essentially, a huge global brand. They were boring, boring Arsenal. They were dirty Arsenal. They were same old Arsenal, always cheating, all, all that stuff. Like they, they, I really enjoyed that Arsenal for what it's yeah, worth. Oh, absolutely, so did I. There was some, even as a kid, there was something brilliant about watching those defenders just go, "No, not today." Um, and that was great. Um, that was always really enjoyable, and it's and, and, it, and I, I hope it will be again if we can ever get a, a back five as solid as that. But um, yeah, I think everybody said. When, uh, when Wenger left that the next guy is going to have a difficult job it's, as, as it was with Moyes um, with, with Alex Ferguson people were always calling uh, uh, um, also calling Unai Emery Bruce Rioja which is just <laughs> just fantastic just brilliant isn't it because that was essentially the situation he was in you, you, you're going to be the guy that kind of deals with the stale leftovers of this huge, huge legacy, and it's going to be very, very difficult for you. So, Arteta then had to come in as a, as a, as an, you know, in his first managerial post, and just take a lot of bullets, really. And then he won the FA Cup straight away. So, yeah, I do, like, I do feel we're in safe hands. I, who knows if he's going to come on to become like a great manager? Like, Arsenal might never challenge for the league again because of realities that are actually just beyond their control. You know, it might just be there is spending power that cannot be matched 
um, by, by, by most clubs. You know, it, it, it won't just be Arsenal, but it won't just be big clubs that are uh, potentially victim to that. Um, so at the moment, I'm, I'm just very pleased with it. And it feels nice to have some consistency as well, because even under Wenger for a long, long time, we just didn't. There was all kinds of chaos happening constantly. And this team feels like the most mature one we've had in a long time. Even the ones right towards the end of Wenger's reign didn't necessarily feel like that because you had players like Mustafi in there who like the fans hated and and just a lot of complex situations where we had a lot of ex-Chelsea duds that they'd sold us and just laughed at us and this a lot of annoying stuff feels like it's in the past. So it's an interesting walk up to the Emirates for people who aren't familiar with it because for such a large stadium kind of eases congestion don't mean to get all town planning because it's got so many different stations so people like to stream to the stadium from every direction yeah. don't they yeah it's a uh, I quite like that though because the anticipation builds you know like you are any side road it's all kind of going a bit mad this part of London as well is uh, again this is probably just my kind of childhood uh, idealisation of it um but there's a sort of romance to it for me because my idea of what London looked like bearing in mind I grew up in a London borough as I said earlier yeah. was based on the background animations of Paddington and <laughs> well when you get around here when you get down the side streets the houses actually do look like that so it's kind of like I don't know there's maybe a bit of romance to it right now we're just walking down Holloway Road it is absolutely packed. Do you, uh, do you think someone would mind if we we went onto one of these side roads, knocked on their door, and asked for a marmalade sandwich? <laughs> I don't think they would. You know, I think people in they just go. That'll be fifteen pounds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be an artisan marmalade sandwich for uh, sure. Yeah, sourdough bread. Yeah, without oh, without doubt. Yeah, yeah. So yeah that's, that's what the Peruvians like. I hear. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, this is an interesting thing about Arsenal as well. Like people take the piss out of the fact that you know. Uh, you know artisan sourdough things and, and and whatnot but like he's in Islington right and Islington is nice reflection and, of the community and fuck off yeah we live <laughs> in a nice place yeah we like it it's nice it's, it's nice that it's nice how dare you like football and <laughs> not spam <laughs> I'm sure exactly. everyone listening to this podcast likes spam yeah well without doubt the troglodytes that they are I've been campaigning for a long time <laughs> for the opposition to just be called Riff Raff at the Emirates and <laughs> it's falling on deaf ears but you know I'm not going to give up so here we are do, do we refer to this bit where we are Jim as the North Bank even though it isn't old Highbury <laughs> uh, I, I, we've still got the clock end right yeah, when, the, the North Bank and the clock end are still referred to as such but we're just sort of on the corner of the North Bank so yeah. we're not quite in it and we are obviously in club level because we fancy. Um, <laughs> does this mean sort of above it? Does this mean you have to lead the applause of whichever Arsenal player takes the corner? <laughs> you know when people stand up and applaud the corner yeah, to yeah, if yeah, it's going yeah. well. Yeah, we are definitely in that in that zone. Weirdly, whenever Arsenal scored down this end, they come over to our side rather than the other one. I don't know why that is. Uh, I'm sure there's some sort of club tradition there that I'm not aware of, um, but. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a weird old thing. So we're, we're sat in the stadium now as it's gradually filling up and it, uh, it just looks magnificent under the lights, doesn't it? It does. It, well, that was something I was going to say to you, Jib, and something that we are going to experience, new listeners are going to experience later. The fact that Arsenal under the lights, underrated atmosphere. Yeah, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was at the Wolves game a little while ago, which was on a Thursday night, 
and it, even before Arsenal got their late winner, even before they equalised. Atmosphere on a Thursday night? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was it was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And I think tonight will be similar actually because people are really up for this game. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 feeling the nerves a little bit now. I can see all the Liverpool players. Um, they're a long way away. They look They're quite small. Away. Arsenal's look away. bigger than him. Them for my That's money. true, actually. That is a psychological advantage as well, I'm sure. So <laughs> even Emil Smith Rowe looks like Shaquille O'Neal from here, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Um, or is that Martin Odegaard with a little? I like to watch the warm up if I can get here early, early enough to see who's got the shooting boots. Do you think Thomas Partey just scored from long range? Do you think not though, in the don't, game. Don't, don't waste it? Like, <laughs> for the game it's like before we go into the studio at uh, the Ramble and someone, yes. makes, someone makes a funny before we go in the studio and you think don't save do that save it save it yeah. it's just registered Sal as a sub oh yeah that's uh, a bit of a double take there yeah I don't know that I trust that do you know what I mean that seems I don't believe that until he's actually not on the pitch when it's done yeah exactly and then annoyingly well he might come on but so you know the woods do not enter the pitch at any time yeah. unless it's to stop Mo Salah from coming on later. <laughs> this might be actually because in the Carabao Cup semi-final a couple of Liverpool fans who were clearly in the Arsenal end got onto the pitch. Oh, did they? Yeah, so maybe this is a little uh, little warning. Gotcha. about 12 minutes ago and yeah. now it's totally full now it's absolutely it's a, rammed it's an Emirates phenomenon it really it? is isn't it yeah it's, I don't know because it's not always that easy to get in so I don't, I don't know I don't know where this happens Safe, Ramsdale. Wow. Oh, a payoff later, wasn't it? 
was all on his own there, Van Dyke, wasn't he? Yeah. done for handball there Martinelli what, what I think is interesting is Liverpool have had loads of the ball they've looked the more menacing so far but when Arsenal are under the pump they actually look quite composed they do they look very very calm we just come off the back of a little series of uh, passes between Arsenal players essentially in and around their own box um, and, and not a lot of teams even possession based teams tend to do that against Liverpool it's interesting that Arsenal sick until they come well here goes Saka chance there for Martinelli yeah it's a tentative but positive start from Arsenal we, I mean I think we gave away three corners in the first 90 seconds so I thought oh this might be long this might be a long night but they've composed always, themselves quickly it's always nice to have the action up your end but yeah. actually it's not always nice to have the action <laughs> up your end is it? I love how the assistant there waited for Xhaka to approach Sadio Mane and thought no I can't put the Arsenal fans through this I'm going to have to flag him <laughs> as he approached him in the penalty box yeah I think we could say. we're all thinking the same thing the foul though isn't it yeah and, uh, the ref's having a little word with him Liverpool have just hacked the ball out of defence, or Fabinho, more precisely, has just hacked the ball out of defence. <laughs> Jurgen Klopp is giving a bit of a shrug and a can you not trap it look. <laughs> but I, I think it's a testament to how well Arsenal have played in this first half. Right? Yeah, it's been, uh, it, it's, it's been very, very evenly matched. Arsenal have not been bullied. They don't look like they've ever been in danger of that. It's, it's been a really, really even contest. If you, if you didn't know either of these teams, you wouldn't necessarily have them so oh, far apart go in go like go oh. Martinelli wanted that didn't he yeah, but he's... Lacazette could just see the goal yeah absolutely uh, oh, under a bit of pressure now Mane oh and he's missed it under a lot of pressure from White and Gabriel 
Gavril just did enough to make Mane cuff that over the top, didn't yeah. he? That'll do. I feel like there's going to be very little added time. Literally none. Says it mark all, mark it? of a flowing game. Absolutely. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. as far as celebrity fans go than Sylvester Stallone for Everton <laughs> that is pretty sweet isn't it yeah. I'm not quite ready for the second half I never feel quite ready nor was Aaron Ramsdale like Arsenal took kick off passed it back and he's like 40 yards from goal ready to uh, smash it up the pitch Is Mo Salah being on the bench and kind of like lurking over the game, spoiling it a bit for you? <laughs> it's really it freaking me out, him jogging up and yeah. down. Like, oh. oh, shit. Oh, Liverpool scoring is spoiling the game. They've been ruled offside, Evan. Sadio Mane has had a big flag. Are we going to get a VAR call, though? This is the new kind of tense situation you get in a ground isn't it where if the goal's ruled out for offside you can never quite be sure that it actually has been 
which is you know the referee's walking away though he's not got his no, finger to his ear or anything like that but you're not safe until Ramsdale takes a free kick absolutely. basically yeah. absolutely but yeah as you said are you worried about Mo Salah I was like, oh, I'd forgot about him then I looked down and he was in front of me so it was sort of extra scary Jota and that is quite against the run of play isn't it yeah Jota scored against us here in the Carabao Cup if I remember rightly and it's a little bit of a thorn in our side <laughs> Salah's coming on now as well oh you're joking seems out of order Salah and Firmino out, out, out of order out of order what are they doing just need a nice calm next five minutes yeah where they stay in the game yeah don't give anything away keep doing what they were doing Ramsdale just had a little bit of a moment where we got closed down but ultimately it's fine and this is one of the things I like about this team when something like that happens it's just dealt with quickly and it doesn't seem to get in their heads Why is this calm? Me? Yeah. I just look calm. I'm, I'm like a like a duck, right? It's like it's all, it's all calm on the top, but it's chaos underneath. Feels like the crowd are adjusting, Jim. It's like on 
quiet for the first time because yeah. you know just with five Liverpool minutes Liverpool are 2-0 up yeah they're 2-0 up and it's, this is the thing isn't it they're just so clinical that they've found more of the rhythm more of a rhythm in this half and they've really they've just taken their chances really really clinically and you would, I was thinking at 1-0 like you know Arsenal look lively a chance they might score or get back into this game but at 2-0 that looks that looks very very difficult barring some huge mistake that I think is unlikely well Smith Rowe's just getting set to come on so and why not at this yeah, point yeah ab- absolutely there's still 25 minutes to go yeah but yeah it, it, it is it is strange I mean it's, it's not it's not that the crowd have turned on the team or anything like that but it is just a sense of kind of inevitability what more could we have done yeah there's, it, a, it's, there's a sense of deflation isn't it yeah uh, because that's that's it but what more could we have done it's not like people are angry at the team people just uh, oh well people I think it's a it's a silence of realism isn't it yes See the replay and see how close it was. The, the remarkable thing about that is Granite Xhaka is really close. Granite Xhaka had a, a shooting opportunity and he went for the judicious pass. He did, he did. Yeah. Are you disappointed in him? No, I'm not. It's, you know, it's the, uh, it's I'm disappointed in him. <laughs> He's maturing. It's the middle aged Xhaka. Firmino, apart from scoring the most Firmino of all Firmino goals, he, he has had a big influence since coming yeah. on. He's like, really sharp, isn't he? Absolutely. He's given them that sort of focal point. That, um, like you said, it's an absolute piss take to have him and Salah <laughs> yeah, on the bench. Yeah, come on at the same uh, time. Outrageous. That's it. talking about before about the mood in the stadium and the shift of the mood does a night like that where Arsenal fall a little bit short and lose but people don't cra- go crazy about it does it kind of make you almost a bit more optimistic it does actually it doesn't feel like it's the sort of defeat that's going to dent momentum you know if like there was a moment when Liverpool scored their second goal which happened very quickly after the first where I thought oh god what if we do crumble now because and everyone in the stadium felt that, didn't they? Exactly, yeah, because we've seen other Arsenal teams do that before. But it didn't... It, well, it didn't happen, firstly, so it's easy to say it, it wouldn't happen after the effect. But it felt like that was less likely than it's been in the past. As I said, in the stadium, 
it is an issue that will need to be addressed at some point. You can't just be, you know, you can't always lose those games, those big games. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I, I, like I said, I don't think it's going to dent momentum so much that it's it's you know it's Liverpool for God's sake. Like they're they're a very very good team. These games are you, you can't beat yourself up too much if you lose them. And I think there's a unity there that they're still there the next home game I think the fans will it will be like it never happened because the fans love this team and for large periods they were excellent tonight Gabriel Martinelli like you and I were talking about him all night he stood out to us as the, the obvious man of the match really yeah. um, and we're just excited about those players excited about kind of pretty much every player really which is a rare thing and a beautiful thing and one of the weird things about seeing football live especially when you're watching your own team I can't really tell you anything about Liverpool's performance tonight. <laughs> I didn't really watch Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? I just, I just watched Arsenal so intently. We didn't talk about them much, did we? No, we didn't. But, I, I mean, maybe maybe that's just because you naturally sort of gravitate towards the home team from a neutral point of view. But, like, I always find this. I come away from the game and I feel it really funny. Unless it's, you know, unless it's quite spectacular, like in a, in a good sense or a negative sense, I find it really difficult to kind of register what the other team are doing. It's essentially why are they here and what are they doing on our carpet <laughs> so when you leave the stadium whatever the result and you're going back to your home that's not that far away yeah what's going through your mind well, I'm generally just sort of thinking about the game um, as I mentioned earlier I always have that little moment where um, I think about how grateful I am really that I do get to do this thing that I dreamed of when I was when I was younger but one of my favourite moments, actually, of, of walking home, I have sort of two little rituals almost. Like, when I get to the ground, because I'm always so struck by how great the stadium looks, I tend to take a picture of it every time. I never look at it again. I never send it to anyone. But it always feels like a thing I should do, so I do it. That's amazing. And on the way back, one of the beautiful things about living within walking distance of a ground is there is a moment where you get kind of and it happened with you and I just, just now you get far enough away everything dissipates and it's like a football match never happened it's like there were 60,000 people just shouting and screaming like really not far from here and then you all piled out of this stadium and it was loads of people the streets were around really busy and then this calm descends and that always feels really good and that's when I feel the most kind of like grateful to be able to just walk home from a game it's beautiful everyone should try it you should try it Live, live near your local team. Football Ramble Presents is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.